Welcome to Timber. I'm John Christensen, a Timber co-founder. Timber is podcast hosting for people dedicated to the craft of audio storytelling. And we're also a place to read about these same people and what they do to amaze our ears. Today's story is from British Berlin-based journalist Sean Williams. In this one, he looks at a show in the true crime chatcast mold. It is one of the most popular of that genre, and it's called True Crime Obsessed. Sean talks to the hosts about how they got started, how they found their niche, and basically created a whole business out of just riffing on true crime documentaries. Off-Broadway, Patrick Hines and Gillian Pensavalli bonded over a love of the big stage. Their show, True Crime Obsessed, shows how friendship and fandom sells by Sean Williams, July 16th, 2020. Patrick Hines has been into podcasts for a long time. Back in 2009, the Broadway obsessive was spending an hour commuting to work from his home in New York City, just enough time to tune into interview pods with his favorite stage stars. One called Downstage Center stood out. Hines loved it. Then Downstage Center disappeared. He assumed there'd be plenty more shows to fill the void. But when nobody did, Hines thought, why not do this myself? Hines, a bespectacled, beguiling superfan, had written a couple books and had a good job. But he needed a new creative outlet, and podcasting seemed the perfect medium. Broadway attracted millions of people each year and made over a billion dollars in revenue. But there were barely any pods about it. So in 2013, Hines created and co-produced Theater People, a show interviewing Tony Award winners and rising stars. The show did well. BuzzFeed loved it. And the 2015 Webby Awards honored it in the Best Podcast category. A year later, Hines' Broadway backstory went even deeper, dissecting a show from idea to opening night. And in 2017, Disney tapped his talent to produce its The Official Disney on Broadway podcast. Broadway podcasts were Hines' niche and he'd brought the curtain down on his competition. But it wasn't quite a career, and Hans couldn't give up his 9-to-5. That's when he met Gillian Pensavalli. That the pair should meet was no surprise. Since 2016, Pensavalli, a fellow New Yorker, had written and produced The Hamilcast, a podcast devoted to Lin-Manuel Miranda's blockbuster Broadway show Hamilton. An actor, writer, and showrunner, She'd spent years in show business. So successful was Pensavale's sideways look at the show that cast members began calling it the official Hamilton podcast. In 2017, Pensavale met Heinz through the theater grapevine, and the pair shared happy hour cocktails over a love of the world's best-known theatrical district. They wondered how they hadn't been friends forever. Their chats soon turned from casting calls to crime. Hines and Pensavale shared an obsession with the true crime documentaries flooding Netflix, Hulu, and other streaming platforms. We decided we wanted to work with one another, says Hines. He was toying with the idea of taking his podcasting full-time. I wasn't talented enough to make fancy NPR-style podcasts, but I had an interest in true crime, and I was a kind of funny personality that people are going to like or not. One day, soon after, Pensavale called Hines from her Manhattan home. I want to make a true crime podcast, she told him, and I want it to be with you. One of the trickiest things new podcasts must navigate is format. 
it's not enough to pick a topic and run with it. Imbued with the hubris of crowd-busting documentaries, Hans and Pensavale first decided they'd solve the mystery of the Zodiac Killer, a serial murderer whose rampage across 1960s and 70s California was never solved by cops. One might have considered it an uphill task. Pensavale spent hours at the New York Public Library poring over sources and using the Zodiac's infamous ciphers. Nothing. We realized very quickly, she says, we're not cut out for this. There are definitely people better suited for solving the Zodiac. But, she adds, we wanted to work on something that's true crimey. Hines suggested a three-section pod that dissected a true crime documentary, TV series, or movie. The first part would be true crime news, followed by a conversation between the two hosts and an interview. They chose the 2012 movie The Imposter, the tale of French identity swindler Frédéric Bourdin. But during the second segment, Heinz had a eureka moment. I never realized Jillian was so funny, he tells me. She's just making me laugh so hard. I didn't know whether that would be appropriate. I didn't know if this is what you do in true crime podcasts. And I listened back to it afterwards and I thought, none of the humor comes from the victims or the crime. There's nothing we're laughing about that would make the people affected by this story sad or angry. Our humor was coming from how mad we were getting. Why the police couldn't solve this thing when it seemed so obvious. The pair changed their pod overnight, scrapping the first and third sections for a longer, more rambling recap. Heinz and Pensavale weren't afraid to kill their darlings, and it worked. Fans flocked to the show, and it received an instant cult following. That's what you have to do with any creative endeavor, Pensavale tells me. Just let it evolve into what it's meant to be. It wasn't meant to be some regimented three-segment thing, but that led us to where we are now. True Crime Obsessed's first episode, The Imposter, appeared in August 2018. Yeah. I want to tell the listeners like what this, why we're doing this and like what the idea behind the podcast is. So for me, I'm literally the guy that like scout, literally like once a week will go to Google and be like, what are the 15 best true crime documentaries on the internet? And I've literally seen them all, but I'm just like re-Googling it to like hope that there's a new one. And so my idea for this podcast was like, A, let's have a place to talk about these things and B, let's help other people like find these things. Yeah, because there are so many things out there, and it is always nice to find someone else that's into this yes, kind of thing, totally. so you don't feel like a creep exactly. talking about like what your search history is, how it's like, just <laughs> true crime documentaries and murders and just right, awful exactly. Things. I swear, I'm not a serial killer. No, me neither. No, I just I'm totally really not like one. talking yeah. about them. Is that weird? <laughs> Um, shall we talk about the imposter? Can we please talk about the imposter forever? I have to tell you a couple of creepy things. Number one, I've seen this movie a million times. It's one of my go-to um, things to watch when I just need to watch, when I need my true crime fix and uh, there's nothing new. Heinz and Pensavale inject cathartic humor into difficult and tragic stories. We don't victim blame. We don't victim shame, Pensavale tells me. We consider ourselves victim advocates. Most of the humor comes from me being so mad or so baffled by what could have happened that Patrick has to laugh. Within a fortnight of its launch, True Crime Obsessed was skirting around with real advertising money. Things were looking good. Then, around 20 episodes in, Heinz lost his job. It was a sucker punch. But Heinz's husband had a good career 
he decided to give podcasting a year to become his full-time earner. We were poor for a while, he tells me. Then it worked out. Ads brought in a lucrative Patreon, which in turn drove more advertisers to the pod. Bonus episodes ensured Patreon subscribers got bang for their buck. The showstoppers, though, are Pensavale and Heinz. True Crime Obsessed's loose format allows their larger-than-life personalities space to shine. Wrapped around an unscripted package that feels more like two friends hanging out, Heinz says. There's more to it than that, of course. Each show the pair watches takes hours of painstaking viewing and note-taking. I'm not just sitting watching the documentary for fun, Pensavale tells me. I'm pausing every 30 seconds at least to write down the proper quote, get the name right, get the date right. If we're going to have laughter and make light of a situation that's horrible, never the victim, then I'm going to respect the story. Sound quality is vital, Pensavale says, but a professional studio certainly is not. More important is an ironclad work ethic and having enough in the pipeline to take time off every now and then. Put in the work, she tells me, because it is very, very hard work. Have a couple episodes already done before you release, because keeping a schedule is very time-consuming and takes a lot of work. Having four or five episodes on the back burner, she says, helps avoid the hamster wheel of week to week to week to week. The duo has now produced 138 episodes and has appeared at a string of sold-out shows and true crime conventions. Hunt's husband now works as the show's business manager. Each week they get more listeners than the last. It's a story worthy of the stage. When people kept recognizing them at last June's CrimeCon Expo in New Orleans, the pair realized they'd made it from a happy hour dream to an off-Broadway reality. It was a hot ticket to come and see our live show, says Heinz. It was so crazy. Thanks for listening to this story. I've been your host, John Christensen, and music, sound design, engineering, and mastering was done by Roy England.